Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. You just brought it on in. 
Can y'all hear me? Good. Yeah, we can hear you well, girl. Hey, happy, happy. It's snow today out here, y'all. <laughs> oh, it's snowed in California. Snowing in California. In March. In Georgia. What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> I love this weather. I know, right? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, great. So I've been working on some things. So trying to, you know, just trying to tweak here and there with the show. Uh, but y'all may hear a buzz. That's just call waiting. So I got to, um, one one week at a time. Okay, y'all just work with me. All right. <laughs> but now I can speak to the ladies on speaker and I don't have to keep going back and forth. So anyway, let's go ahead, ladies. Let's jump right into it. A lot to um, get into tonight. Um, first off, um, everyone, a uh, little football news here. So the combine is going to be in full effect. It starts off tomorrow. It runs tomorrow through Sunday. But, of course, a storyline dropped tonight. Uh, or earlier today, I should say, um, top draft pick, former Georgia defensive tackle Jalen Carter. He is one of the top prospects in this year's upcoming draft. He has been charged with reckless driving and racing in connection with the January, uh, what was that, January 15th, the January 15th crash that killed a teammate and a recruiting staff the night um, after the uh, parade. Uh, the Georgia Bulldogs, when they, of course, won the championship this year, they had a parade. And unfortunately, um, a um, crash, a fatal crash that happened. But today, the story dropped of uh, Jalen Carter, again, defensive tackle, former Georgia uh, standout. According to the athens Clark County, Georgia Police Department, they issued an arrest warrant. This was obtained today by the Associated Press. It alleged that Carter was racing his 2021 Jeep Trackhawk against the 2021 Ford Expedition that was driven by the recruiting staffer. That was 24-year-old Chandler LaCroix, who unfortunately did um, pass in that crash, um, along with a teammate of uh, Carter's, Devin Willock. Uh, So again, the AJC, um, they reported that Carter was present at the scene of the crash and later provided shifting accounts of the wreck to the police. So basically what we can surmise is there was information that was given to the police at the time of the accident. Carter was saying that he wasn't on the scene at the time. After further investigation and report, it's now being said that, of course, Carter was possibly involved in the crash as they were racing. Um, I don't want to spend, I don't want to waste too much time on, like, the details, but ladies, um, Carter's representatives, they're telling the police um, that they're making arrangements for Carter to return back to Athens because he is in Indianapolis. Again, this is the start of the combine, the NFL combine. So he is in Indianapolis. Um, They're making arrangements for him to go back to Athens so that he can turn himself in. Um, I do want to read a quote, though, from Carter. Let me get back here. Carter's lead and accurate truth is presented. There is no question in my mind that when all the facts are known, that I will be fully exonerated of any criminal wrongdoing. Again, these are misdemeanor charges, but an arrest warrant put out today by the Athens uh, Clark County Police, uh, Georgia Police Department. Ladies, just your overall thoughts on um, just this coming out. Um, I guess your overall thoughts on the story, but my main question is, Today, this, the arrest warrant comes down today. This happened January 15th. I know they have to do their due diligence. Please don't get me wrong. Two young people lost their lives. 
But as the information starts being revealed and we're starting to see what happened, you know, what transpired, um, I also let you know it is stating that um, the 22-year-old, I'm sorry, the 24-year-old Chandler LaCroix, they are saying that um, her blood alcohol level was one point, hold on, the police investigators, they have determined that alcohol impairment, impairment, racing, reckless driving, and speed were significant contributing factors. Toxicology report indicated that LaCroix's blood alcohol concentration was 0.197. That is more than twice the legal limit in Georgia at the time of the crash. Okay, so ladies, just your overall thoughts and then the timing of this uh, arrest being made today. Amy, we'll have you kick that off. It's just sad. You know, what are we doing? Just hear me. What are we doing? And, and how come we're not using our head, our brains? Uh, just that's all I have to say. Okay. Any any comment on the timing of the arrest? How it how it happened to be the act the day of the start of the combine where this young man is you know getting ready to embark on the rest of his career? Any? No, it just it just goes to show that you got to be you know keep yourself together at all times because anything could happen. Right. Shout out to Reginald Johnson. I see you in the house. William Killer, thank you so much for y'all for tuning in to the show tonight. Micah, thank y'all for tuning in. Terry, uh, your thoughts? First of all, I just want to say my heart goes out to the family, the families. Um, and I was hoping, you know, when I heard that today, I was like, really, what what is what is going on here? I was hoping that you know that there was no alcohol was involved. I kind of figured that, but I was hoping that that was not the case. But I think the timing is really really bad. But like Miss Lucinda said, we got to stay on our as the old folks say, my grandma used to say, we got to stay on our P's and Q's at all times. We can't you know we can't let anything slip, you know. Um, but I think the timing is bad. I think it's it's really bad. Uh, mm-hmm. For him, at you know, at this time, mm-hmm. definitely three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That's the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight. Um, again, show is for one hour for the next six weeks up until April the fifth. All right. Um, the timing to me is just so suspect. Again, the reckless January fifteenth. I know that the investigators have to do their due diligence. I understand, and like Terry said, our hearts. Um, prayers go out to the families who lost these two young people. Uh, 24 years old was the was the Georgia's recruit um, young lady. Um, the player, he was 22 years old. So we do not want to just, you know, um, skip over that or, 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 you know, put that to the side. Um, combine and you want to issue this arrest warrant. Um, I do like the fact that Carter um, specifically mentioned that they are misdemeanor charges. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my 22-year-old hat on. And what was I doing when I was 22? You know, you think that you can, you think that you have all the time in the world. You don't think about um, dying and, and consequences. And, you know, you're in college. Um, you just won the championship. Um, I, I, again, I'm just putting my 22-year-old hat on. Now, even with a 
22-year-old. Why are you racing a Ford Expedition and a Jeep? I, I just don't recall them being racing cars ever, but I'll, I'll digress. Um, Never. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, I do not, I'm not trying to make light of any of this situation, but who races SUVs? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but SUVs are not racing cars. That's first and foremost. Um, to be twice the legal limit, um, you know, and nobody's perfect. I Again, I'm putting on my 22-year-old Tina Denise Jackson hat, and there are things that I am, I thank God for each and every day. Again, the generational favor prayed over my life that I am here today in one piece. I'll leave it at that. Um, but decisions, choices, um, again, they're young people. And they don't, they're not thinking of that. Uh, so we hope that this is just a wake-up call, you know. Uh, this won't be the last time we hear of young college uh, athletes, um, worker, you know, uh, staff getting into um, crashes due to being inebriated. Um, we would like to think that these types of, um, but again, it's just, I might can understand the reason if the, if the stories are conflicting. Um, but did you have to bring down the arrest warrant today? I just think that the timing is awfully suspicious. Um, this man is totally. You understand? Um, if it's if it's um, capital charges, you know he's he's going to be arrested for uh, contributing to the death. Okay, but misdemeanor charges that he may have possibly been racing—that was a decision that they made as well. Um, of course, no one wants anybody to lose their life, but Chandler LaCroix made the decision that night to be 25 sheets to the wind and up and down George Street. Um, and now, unfortunately, two lives are lost. I just think that the timing, um, the, the, the optics of this do not sit well with me. So I pray that... Um, and now, you know, they're trying to come up and say that um, Carter, uh, Jalen Carter, you know, he may have um, uh, uh, character issues or, or things to that nature. Okay, here we go. Are you trying to find reasons to keep this young brother from being employed in the NFL? I don't know. I don't know his character. I don't know things that he may have done in college or leading up to now. But, again, the timing is just awfully suspicious. The optics do not look good, um, and I don't like it. But we forward. Uh, but of course, he was not made available to the media today, um, as his team is saying they are making um, preparations for him to come back to Athens to turn himself in. And I just pray that from his statement um, that he is able to clear his name, and that this is not a lingering um, uh, effect. It has a lingering effect on his career going forward. Um, but with that, ladies, any um, anything else you would like to mention on this story here? No, I totally agree with you. I hope it doesn't have a lingering effect, you know, on him, and he's, you know, able to come back and, you know, clear his name. Yeah. 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 Shout out to you, Sasha. I see you in the house. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show tonight. Everybody, Eric, Taylor, John, thank you all so much. Share the show. Share the show, everybody. Share the show. Okay. Uh, on uh, Facebook or, um, yeah, Facebook. Okay. <laughs> All right. So 347, 
826-7924. I'm just excited. We are, it's not the triple threat anymore. We have the full round table in the house. Oh, where'd it go? Chanel, are you with us? Yes. Good evening, ladies. I'm here. All right, ladies. Um, so before we move on, Janelle, I definitely I don't know if you were able to hear um the first part of, of what we were talking about, but we were talking about Jalen Carter, uh, defense, former uh, Georgia defensive tackle, um, who was issued an arrest warrant today, misdemeanor charges, but uh, arrest warrant put out for him today, the first day of the combine. Um, arrangements are being made for them to send, you know, um, travel back to Athens for him to turn himself in. He says that um, it is his hope that he clears his name, um, but they're saying that he is now probably involved um, in the death of Chandler LaCroix and Devin Willock. Did you hear that story break today? Yes, I did. Okay. So just real quick, your thoughts on um, just the story itself. Um, I don't know if you heard the, uh, the details. I know you did, but... Uh, Carter was supposed to be racing a 2021 Jeep Trackhawk, um, and LaCroix was racing a 2021 Ford Expedition. And LaCroix also had a um, toxicology report, so she had a point one nine seven. That's what she with uh, liquor uh, more than twice the uh, legal limit in Georgia. Um, so, just your overall thoughts on story breaking today and the timing of this arrest warrant. Um, I, honestly, I, I just, my my heart breaks for all those who are involved because, first off, that's a tough situation um, uh, uh, still for, um, you, and you can see so many people, um, I was watching some interviews today, and so many people are still torn by by the loss of those two. So that that that's a tough situation. The fact that um, it took them this long, um, to figure all this out, it, it it bothers me because why would you why would you not um, address this as soon as possible as, instead of just waiting um, this long? Because you can't tell me that um, they just they're just not figuring something out. They they had to have known, you know, where they were headed well before before now. Um, and for him to for them to wait until right before you know he's headed into the combine that that was just that 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 was horrible time and it really was. Yeah. Okay. I I totally agree. Like I just said, the optics just, they don't look good. They really don't. But let's again let's keep the the uh, families of the um, you know the two young people that lost their lives. Let's make sure that we keep their families in our prayers. And also the family of um, and Jalen Carter that he is able to clear his name, like he said. You know, only time will tell. And again, if he he's young, it, it wouldn't surprise me if he tried to get out of something at the scene. Um, but let's just hope he's able to clear his name. Three four seven eight two six the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. Keeping in football, um, the Ravens GM Eric Costa. Again, everyone is uh, Indian, in Indianapolis uh, getting ahead of the combine, GMs, coaches, um, and so forth. So GM Eric Costa, he said that he is optimistic regarding the ongoing contract discussions with quarterback Lamar Jackson. Um, says both he and Jackson understand the urgency of the situation. Now, if they do not come to a resolution, uh, March 16th is the start of the new uh, league, NFL league here. 
Um, is it possible that they could franchise tag Lamar Jackson? Yes, it is. But, of course, Lamar does not want that. He wants his big payday. Well, ladies, I want to um, pose this question to you because I was listening to NFL Network. Thomas Davis and Joe Hayden were on there going back and forth about, you know, what um, – basically how how much should Lamar, you know, dig his heels in on getting this um, guaranteed money. We know that he is looking for guaranteed money in the same neighborhood as Deshaun Watson. I know he's not willing to take less than $200 million of guaranteed money. But so Hayden said that basically with what Lamar Jackson has, has contributed to the, um, to the Ravens, winning an MVP, their whole system is built around Lamar Jackson, um, getting them to the playoffs. Yes, he stays hurt, but he has proven his worth to the Ravens. And why are they dragging their feet and paying him? On the flip side, Thomas Davis says, okay, is it about you being the highest paid athlete, you being the highest paid quarterback, or are you trying to win rings? Thomas Davis said that he believes Lamar should take the Tom Brady route. Build the team around you. You don't have to be the highest paid, paid, paid player if you're trying to win championships. Again, the Tom Brady route, make sure the people around you are getting paid so that you can have a team that can help elevate you and propel you to Super Bowl status and winning. Um, I want to pose a question to you ladies. Do you have a problem if Jackson chooses to be the highest paid quarterback over winning a Super Bowl? Um, Janelle, we'll have you get that question. The thing about it is they they have been um, dragging their feet on this situation for too long. And if if Lamar Jackson wants to to um, count on himself and and wait for a big payday, then he he has to do what's good for him. I don't have a problem with um, with the I don't have a problem with it with it if it goes that route um, because Baltimore isn't they they haven't shown that they um, are vested in him. They they haven't shown that they're vested in winning rings or anything else because if that were the case that they shuffled their feet um, about paying him, why would they not take the money that they had that they had not paid him and actually put pieces in place for them to um, to to make a move towards the Super Bowl? They didn't do that. They literally are just doing absolutely nothing at this point. I just I, I don't understand. Mm. Okay. Um, you know what, ladies? I'm gonna put a teaser right here. So Terry, Aunt Lou, I want y'all to think about, you know, the, the question that I'm posing. But I'm gonna put a pen in it. I'm gonna jump to a quick break. On the outside of the break, it will be time for Aunt Lou's lyrics, and then we will jump right back into our conversation. Oh yes. It's only an hour, y'all. You know how we're going to bring it to you. So right now, though, it is roll call time. Terry, are you with me? Terry in the house. Janelle, are you in the higgity-higgity house? Yes, ma'am. Late, but I've arrived. Yeah, yeah, you are right on time. Hey, Lou, what say you? Doo-ba-doo-doo. Happy everybody's here. <laughs> Hey, Lou, I tell you what, it's the first of them in the house, y'all, tonight. Hey, Lou, Terry, Janelle, T. Day, and we'll be right back after the break. 
Secret ladies love sports too with TJ. Oh, yes, they do. 347 826 
3247-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. Oh, what I said. said, it is time. It is time. For the baddest in the land. That had. Yes, it is. So what have you Good evening, LL Sports 2. I have a little NBA news for you. Talking about basketball. Regular season ends April 9th, which is a Sunday. And all the teams need to step their play. Will our teams make the playoffs is the question. I'm sure that is their intention. Right now, my Clippers are in sixth place. They need to continue to win to stay in the race. Run the race, run the race. We have a 77% chance of making it. However, we must fight hard and not quit. The Chicago Bulls are in 11th place with a 28-34 to 34 score. With only a 12% chance of making the playoffs, they must do more. The Hawks are in 8th place with 31 wins and 31 losses. Can you tell me what will it take for them to become winning bosses? They have a 52% chance of making the playoffs, unless some team decides to give them a layoff. You're done. Yesterday, all three of our teams lost to their rivals. That's not good, because we must learn how to be winning survivals. Uh-oh. Awesome job, as always. I love how you break down the percentages. I'll tell you, ain't losing. My auntie is talented, okay? I don't care what nobody But we don't need to talk about the Bulls no more, okay? It's, uh, it's... <laughs> Thank you, baby. <laughs> Bulls are not going anywhere anytime soon. I don't know what we need. Uh, I don't know if we need an overhaul. Uh, Lonzo Ball is, I don't think he's ever returning back to the court. And I'm not even going to waste any more time talking about Chicago Bulls. It's, uh, it's, it's of course, some, some, some change. Uh, it's, yeah, I'm about to of them. But before y'all we get back to y'all need Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that ain't funny because we know he ain't coming back. So that means we ain't going to be and we're going to be relevant again. I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> no. We, we, we shall overcome someday, not two days ago. All right, y'all. So let's get back to uh, the question I posed, uh, ladies. Um, hey, Lou, I'm going to have you answer the question next. Do you have a problem if Lamar Jackson chooses being the highest-paid quarterback over winning a Super Bowl? Uh, no. <laughs> you know why? <what? laughs> Go for the dough. Go for the dough, Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Well, that, that, that is pretty self-explanatory right there. No if, but go on, Ava. Okay. Um, Terry, what do you think? I do not have a problem at all. Um, I just don't understand why they're not, you know, going ahead and paying the man his money. He's earned the money. Just pay him. You know, you got so many, you got other, you know, quarterbacks out there. And, you know, having made it to that level, 
and you know they're getting paid, you know, good money. But I wish they would just go ahead and pay him his money. Yeah, I'm like Miss Lucinda. I'm all about the dough. You know, give me mine. Jerry McGuire, show me the money. What's up, Maisha? What's up, Marvin? Thank y'all so much for tuning into the show. Everybody share the show. Okay, so I say y'all, I'm, you know, I like devil's advocate. Okay, there's somebody got a, some stuff going on. I'm not sure. But um, I like devil's advocate. But I'm, I'm really torn on this. On the side of the Ravens, like I said, we see what Lamar Jackson brings to, to that offense. He is the offense. Okay, they move as Lamar moves. So therefore, if Lamar is in the lineup, the Ravens don't go anywhere. That's a problem if Lamar cannot stay healthy. I can understand the reservation from that standpoint. But on the flip side, Ravens, you must acknowledge and you must admit, why is Lamar the, the 93% of your offense? Because he has no weapons. You have, to, you have to utilize him. So you can't have it both ways. You can't run him into the ground and not be willing to pay him, but then, and then not surround him with people. Okay, but then we saw what happened with Seahawks. When you pay your quarterback, and then you don't have any money for the surrounding character. This is a hard one. Um, but I'm going to have to lean to the side of the, the player because we know how hard it is for these players to get their money, first of all. We know the risk that they're taking each and every time they take the field of this could be the last time that they get on the field, i.e., you know, DeMar Hamlin. Um, So I'm I'm not mad at Lamar for sticking to his gun, digging his heels in, wanting the minimum of a $200 million um, guaranteed money. But then you must realize that that's probably as far as y'all are going to go. Um, And then I ask the question, too, why Lamar? Why does Lamar have to be the one Take Tom Brady route. Thomas Davis. Um, Josh Allen didn't. Matthew Stafford didn't. And and the Ravens are going to mess around and wait too long because Joe Burrow is coming up. Herbert is coming up on a contract. Uh, who else? You know, um, uh, who are some of the other? Uh, I know Joe. Joe is, Joe is really going to demand um, or be deserving uh, of a new payday. Um, they're probably going to restructure Patrick Mahomes' contract. So the more the Ravens wait, the higher the, the, the bill is going to be for them. So they might want to go ahead and make a decision and, and lock them in before they're forced to maybe just be outbidded. And don't think Lamar won't go to another team. Then what you're going to do, Ravens? You're going to build up a whole new offense. So it's interesting, though. I, I, I'm, I don't know what, what they're waiting on. But in the words of Midnight Star, I'm curious about the decision. 347-826-7924. That's the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight. Ladies, any any more thoughts on the Lamar situation before we start here? No. No, ma'am. All right. Janelle, do I still have you with me? Yes, ma'am, I'm here. Okay, all right. I saw the light lit up, but I don't have uh, the, the flag thingy. Okay, so let's, uh, I want to transition to some basketball news here. We might come back, but um, the St. Louis brought it up uh, in the lyrics. I, you know, we do need to talk some basketball. It is basketball season. Uh, but first question I have to ask, ladies, 
um, my resident uh, Atlanta fans here, the Atlanta Hawks. So your number one star, Trey Young, has now gotten two uh, two coaches fired, and they happen to be two black coaches that have been fired. Quinn Snyder uh, is the new uh, head coach. He's, he's you know uh, at, at the helm. Uh, he signed a five-year contract deal. We know the contract you can sign three, four, five. It doesn't matter. They, they can let you go whenever they get ready. But, um, lady, with this thing, two head coaches fired, and it's, I correct me if I'm wrong, but it's just not a three, three and a half years span. And Nate McMillan is just two seasons from taking y'all to the um, Eastern Conference Finals. Um. Just overall thoughts on the Hawks letting Nate McMillan go, and what do you now expect from Trey Young? What should the expectation be from Trey Young if we see that the organization is siding with Trey Young over these coaches? Um, what what needs to be seen from from Trey Young going forward? Uh, Terry, we'll have you kick that off. Trey Young, he need to you know he need to step up to the plate, you know. With two coaches being fired, um, he really needs to step up to the plate. And those times where, you know, he just can't make shots, then he's just going to have to find a way to make shots, whether he's got to go into the paint uh, or make threes. What have he got to do? He's got to he got to step up to it. But I was, I was surprised, you know, for, you know, the, the coach to be gone. That was just a surprise to me. I mean, it was actually a shock to me. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, he's he just going to have to, you know, he's he's – the leader there, and he's just going to have to, you know, pick, put his um, hat on and, and lead the team and, and not complain about it. Okay. All right. Um, shout out to uh, Robert Hatter, host of the Top Top uh, out of Houston, Texas. Uh, they have a midday happy hour uh, sports show they do from 12 to 2 Central Time. Um, and, you know, they were talking about this on their show, and I commented that it was a shock that they let Nate McMillan go. And he was like, Ten, it's no shock. You know, there have been uh, stories, you know, rumors brewing, not even rumors, stories uh, being leaked about um, the relationship between Nate McMillan and Trey Young. A few weeks ago, uh, you know, there was a big blow up. Uh, apparently, um, you know, Trey Young gets a lot of hurts and um, kind of moves by the Russell, uh, Russell Wilson beat. You know, he does his own thing uh, on his own schedule and kind of dictates and rules, you know, how he, when he plays. So um, I guess for the basketball world, it's not a shock that Nate McMillan um, is, is fired. It's not a shock that these two coaches who seem to be about team, who seem about holding players accountable, have a problem, or Trey Young has a problem with that style of coaching. So we'll have to see what happens with Quinn Snyder. I just think that it is a very bad look that you have two African-American black coaches um, now, we know that black coaches are not as serious as, uh, in the NBA as they are in the NFL. But still, you know, to be have such short tenures on your resume um, with a high-profile uh, star athlete, that can't sit well. But, again, if in the inner workings of the NBA, if they know what's going on behind the scenes, then maybe it, maybe it is bad. Um, but, again, so, of course, according to the NBA world, it wasn't too much of a shock that Nate McMillan uh, was fired. I looked at it as Janelle. Your thoughts? What now are you expecting? Um, I completely agree with Ms. Terry. I'm 
extremely frustrated that they that they let McMillan go because he actually um, had so much improvement with this team. It, it it's hmm. just the fact that they allow one player to dictate hmm. Talk about um, it. what what is happening or in a team it is a problem for me. Um, this this man is not a, a, a in a situation where he's a, a Michael Jordan who you know can put his foot down and say I need this, I want this, or I'm gone, or you know a Kobe Bryant or a Shaquille O'Neal. He he's not on that caliber. Don't get mm. me wrong. I, I absolutely love his game. I love the way he plays, but it, it's. It, it was. It, it's not. It's not that it was a shock, um, because like, like you said, it, it's. I, I've heard the stories. I've read about um, the blowups that they've had. I've actually been, you know, to a game and seen them, you know, having problems. It, it's just the. It's the frustration for me that you you can allow one player to to dictate, you know, who's going to run this team. That does not work for me. Uh, you cannot, it, unless you're talking about a person who is so good at what they do that you never lose a game, then it, we shouldn't even be having this conversation because McClellan was a really good coach. Mm-hmm. He he was able to bring quite a a, a, a few um, of the of our players um, into into uh, a situation where they were bettering themselves. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I just mm-hmm. I feel like they need to sit him down and have a conversation. What is on your mind? Uh, because you're not beyond being traded. That's just how I feel. I don't I don't feel like we should be in in this cancel culture. You know, every time something goes wrong, every time somebody does something wrong, we just want to oh we're gonna write the book on them. Let's let's close the book and move on to the next. But that's not that's not what you do. Uh, especially, like I said, in a situation where you're talking about a player that uh, he's still he's still new booty. This boy's still new to the league. He don't have that kind of clout to be, you know, dictating anything. That's just that, that's stupid to me. Okay, stop right there. And this now. new and then this new coach that they got, you know, that they've put in his place. I don't know nothing about this man. I, I've never heard about yes. him. I don't know. You know, I, I mean, it's, it, if you can replace a, a coach that, that has shown his work with somebody who, I, I mean, this this dude could be getting ready to run us even further into the rabbit hole. This is ridiculous. Mm, okay. Hey, Lou, you want to chime in on this before I uh, bring up my question? One B. I just, I totally agree with the ladies, totally. Okay. Well, Quinn Snyder, who is now the head coach of the Hawks, uh, former coach of the Utah Jazz, um, he went, uh, what, 372 and 264. They did reach the playoffs six times under his tenure. But, I mean, he was good, but he wasn't no uh, Pat Riley or Phil Jackson, uh, you know what I mean, uh, Steve Kerr. Um, they they won in Utah, yeah, but I don't know. I'm I'm just wondering about his coaching style. But to piggyback on what you were just talking about, Janelle, um, real quick, uh, what does this say for the Hawks organization? Because the writing is on the wall. You're letting one player dictate to you how you run your team. You're basically saying that however this, this player has to be coached, I guess, or, or he needs whatever whatever he needs to feel comfortable or, or to, to get out there and play. But that's what you're paying him for. That's what you're paying him, these buku dollars. So 
how do you expect the players to buy in when you have one one monkey don't shouldn't stop no show? So you got one person running the asylum, running these coaches out. So as an organization, how does this make the Hawks look? Like a bunch of fools. I just Terry. I agree with Janelle. <laughs> fools going once, fools going twice. Hey Lou, you you want to co sign three times? <laughs> no, I'm just gonna say it doesn't look good. Yeah, I that's not a that's that's not a good. I'm using the word optics tonight is my is my uh, word today. The optics do not look good for Atlanta. Uh, and let's just keep it real. Atlanta has not. Um, they ain't put no championship teams together in a while. You just made it to the Eastern Conference Finals with Nate McMillan. Well, what are you doing? Um, I don't know, but if they lose one more coach, it might be time. If not time to reassess Trey Young, it might be time to reassess the management in the Atlanta Hawks organization. What do y'all think? True story. True story. Yes, yes, I totally agree. True that, true that. Um, And and what you're empowering this player now. So do you really think he's going to get better? (laughs) Do you think he's going to humble himself? and start coming to practice? Oh, no. This is a 22-year-old multimillionaire living in the ACL. Enough said. The boy head is probably bigger than, what's big, y'all? Uh, I don't know. And I guarantee you what's going to happen is in 20 years from now, when we when we listen to him, um, talking about regrets that he has, this is going to be wonderful, you know, because it, it's that it's that thing that we talk about being at that age and having that talent and and not being grown by the right people. You got to stay humble and stay hungry. Yeah. You can't just be out here thinking you're running stuff. And this yeah. is going to be one of those things that's going to come back to bite him. Yeah, boy, done hit one good shot in uh, New York. Took a bow. And he really thinks he uh he the king of you know king of the court. Come on, Trey. I need you to back back now. You need you need a little bit more. Uh, you know, still wet wet behind the ears in basketball years. Okay? But the <laughs> Hawks are, are enabling him. So with it, I think they have, they are creating a monster on their hands. I really do. And um, I don't I don't think it's gonna it's gonna get worse before it gets better. Three four seven eight two six. 7924, that is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Team. Um, yeah, we haven't talked talk much basketball over this past week. And ladies, is it, is it bad that basketball season is going on and I'm still watching NFL rerun? No, because no, I'm right nope. there with you. Oh, my <laughs> God. we get off, I'll be putting another football game on. I'm, like, I'm, watching, I'm watching the replay of the, of the Ravens and the Steelers game. They're showing uh, Kenny Pickett, this rookie showcase day, and uh, I, I am just not in the basketball. I don't know. It's not because of my bull. You know what? You, I'm going to tell you what's wrong, Tina. We don't, right now, we do not have a situation where the league is is giving us something to watch because 
everybody is, I don't want to call them, I don't want to call everybody mediocre because obviously you have to be talented to get where you're going. But, you know, it used to be where there were teams, even if it wasn't your team that you were rooting for. Literally, everybody is on the same level. On on the East on the East Coast, you it's, it's, they literally have maybe two or three games that separate the top five, top six teams. And it's the same for the West Coast. Nobody is showing their dominance right now. Nobody is giving us anything to watch. Don't get me wrong. I do watch the basketball games, but I, I don't, I don't, I'm not fulfilled like I was before when you, you know, when you see that battle brewing, uh, like when, mm-hmm. you know, it used to be when the Lakers and the Clippers go at each other or, you know, when, when Boston would, would play the 76ers or, I mean, right. you know, when you had something to watch, it's nothing yeah. to watch right now. All these, all these young kids that they have playing right now are all about themselves, all about, you know, showboating. Let me show you what I can do on my mm-hmm. own as opposed to, hey, let me elevate my team. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It, it, uh, I'm going to give you a, a perfect example of that. It's John Moran. That boy has skills. It's, it's, it, he's a fun to watch player. But, dude, can you stop showboating and get your team where they need to be? They should have been number <laughs> one on the West this year. You know, yeah. um, Golden's injury, so you don't have that to watch. I mean, it's just it, it's nothing to watch right now. I just don't understand what is going on in this league. Basketball <laughs> used to be – I used to be so much in the basketball, even more than I was in the football, but every year things are just getting worse and worse. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Even when my team wasn't relevant in basketball, I could still get into it. Um, and I think I'm here. And, but, you know, I'm, I'm glad that – I can't say that I'm glad that there's not that dominant team because you want to see you want to see competition. You don't want to just know, okay, this team is going to go in, they're going to win, and you're just going to be dominant. So I do like that the league is kind of leveled out, and there's you know there's just, there's some really good now there's some really good teams in the West. But I'm with you though. It's just like a one man show. Now Boston, I think they're a good team. Milwaukee, I think they're a good team. So I do try to watch them from the West. Um, I think Denver is a really good team. Um, uh, of course, I try to watch the Clippers. I'm just over the Lakers. And Anthony Davis, he's now hurt again uh, with another uh, ankle. Yeah. yeah uh, and I think that's a lot of it, too. There's just a lot. I think I'm, um, because the main stars, they hurt so much. Like, I don't even know. Is Kawhi Leonard playing? Is he back? And if he is, for how long? He's playing. Um, Anthony Davis, you know, he was in there. He was doing really good. Now he's out. So it's just like the consistency of the players on the court. Um, but like I said, I can't take nothing from Milwaukee. I can't take nothing from Boston. Um, I think they play as the 76ers are, you know, they're up in the standings. But I don't know. I just I can't get into basketball right now. But I know as, as, I mean, as the um, uh, playoffs, you know, come closer, I will. But I just, uh, I don't it, know. It's just like um, uh, Kevin Durant just made his um, his debut with the Suns. I didn't even feel excited to watch that. You know, to it was, see how he what, was going to play with Booker. and to, But it's just the point that, you know what I'm saying, give me something to look forward to. All these all these um, stars who built these super teams and then want to be team hopping, and, you know, then these young boys are all together. They put a, a team of young boys together, and you think they're getting ready to do something, and everybody just want to be showboating and, you know, not worrying about winning the game. It's just, it's disappointing. I, I need some competition. I need to be able to watch 
and no, I'm getting ready to see something. It's getting ready to be a battle on the floor, and I just haven't seen that lately. Yeah, and yeah, it's, it's not. Go ahead, Terry. Go ahead. You know, I was just saying that I totally agree. It's it's not you know they're not getting giving us anything to watch. No no excitement. You know we have a couple of teams. You know that's that's good, but it's not nothing that just make you you know sit on the end of your seat. And like you say, the the main stars, then you know, they're constantly injured, and you know just like with LeBron, LeBron got a foot injury going on, and, and you know Anthony Davis, he's you know injured. So they're just not giving us anything, the excitement that we are looking for. Right. And let's be real. I'm tired of these games, 153 to 147. Can somebody play some defense? Please. Right. This is ridiculous. You know, they're about to score 200 points in the game. That means nobody is playing defense. Hey, Lou, any thoughts before we wrap it up? No, I'm good. Y'all y'all doing very well. Wrap it up, buttercup. <laughs> 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 ah, goodness. Yeah, it's uh, like that. 20, 20 or 22 games left in the season, so we'll see. But I will, I will be watching as they uh, come to the playoffs. But, yeah, I just I can't get into it. I'm literally watching old football NFL 2022 games. That's what it is. All right, ladies, so that's a wrap for the show tonight. We are one hour up until April the 5th. So we'll go ahead with our shout-outs, and everybody's got about probably 30 to 45 seconds. So we'll kick it off. Phil, you're up first. Um, my 30 seconds are filled with love for you ladies and appreciation for you tolerating me being late today. It was beyond my control. I'm so sorry about that. Um, But I, I just... Uh, I continue to pray that all stays well with you guys, and I'll see you next week. All right. And as I always say, you are always right on time whenever you come on. And that's for everybody. Terry, you're up. Ladies, I love each and every one of you. May you continue to have a safe and blessed week until we meet again next week. Amen. Hey, Lou. What's love got to do with it? Everything. I love y'all. <clears throat> That's all I need to say. Love I love y'all. So it was excellent. Uh, Janelle, you never late. You're always on time. And okay. Miss Kira, it's good to hear your voice, Kira. TJ, do your, you. do your thing. Do your thing. I love you, ladies. And like you said, uh, same back time, same back station. God will. We'll be back next week. Until then. Y'all be blessed. Okay. Right. Hi, beautiful Hello. one. <laughs> Bye, ladies. Three, Good night. Three, Bye, ladies. Seven, nine, seven, 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 and Kyrie Irving and all that, you know, we, we are, we'll dive into all that. Um, all right, so let's see, what is our Wednesday Wikipedia for March 1st? Can you believe it? We are already in the third month of the year. Must I say, probably the best month. Yes, I'm biased. My birthday's coming up. Spring forward, except for that. Spring forward, y'all, March the 12th. Can you believe it? The hour goes ahead, March 12th. Whew, what is going on? All right, Wednesday Wikipedia. 
today, March 1st, 1941, Elmer Layden, he was named the first commissioner of the NFL. And in 1996, uh, Lenny Wilkins, he won his 1,000th game as a coach in the NBA. And the Dallas Mavericks set a record when they attempted 44 three-point shots in a game against the Vancouver Grizzlies. Both of those happened in 1996. All right? Birthdays today. Ooh, uh popular birthday. Justin Bieber uh, turns 29. Booker T, the wrestler, turns 58. Ron Howard, um, that uh, happy days, uh, turns 69. Don Lemon turns 57. Um, Tyreek Hill, wide receiver for the uh, Dolphins, turns 29. Lupita Inyongo turns 40. Jamar Chase, uh, wide receiver for the Bengals, turns 23. And Harry Belafonte turns 96 today. So shout-out to them, all right? Of course, a great big shout-out to the ladies, uh, the fearsome force. So shout-out to each and every one of you for tuning in to the show tonight. Make sure you share the show, share the show, share the show, all right? because we are trying to do some big things here at LL Sports 2, all right? Uh, Shout-out to Marlon. Shout-out to Ronbo of Ronbo Sports. Shout-out to the Chambers brothers, Marvin and Harold Chambers, of course. Uh, great shout-out, great big shout-out to Robert Hatter, Jim Hicks, uh, sometimes Chris Walker for the Chop Shop. Again, uh, noon, midday, um, happy hour, talk, uh, sports talk show, um, 12 to 2. Um, brothers out of Texas doing big things. Again, a great big shout-out to Aim Lou for bringing the strength with Lucinda's lyrics. Once again, shout-out to the ladies, Terry and Janelle, rounding out the fearsome foursome tonight. Uh, happy belated birthdays to two of my dearest friends, Larry Bud Adams and Mark Magic Hurt. Everybody got a nickname. Huh? Everybody got a nickname. Uh, so Magic and uh, Bud, shout-out to y'all. And a great big uh, belated birthday to my cousin, Damon Smith. They celebrated their birthdays on yesterday. And happy birthday to my girl, Jula Spencer. She will celebrate her birthday on tomorrow. Shout-out to my daddy, Lawrence Jackson, to my brother, D'Angelo Jackson. I love you, fellas. Thank you just for um, your love and support of me. And, of course, last but by no means least, to my mom, Denise Green, for everything you do for me, for D. For um, anyone that is special to you and your heart, your unconditional love, your unconditional support, it does not go unnoticed. And I always say in the words of Tupac, you are appreciated. I love you. All right. So that is going to do it for tonight. Uh, We'll be back next Wednesday, 9 p.m. Again, the show is one hour for the next six weeks, up on the 5th. So tonight, uh, there's only one thing left, TJ's Motivational Moment. Um, the month was short, and then we also had where we weren't here last week, so I'm a little bit of carryover uh, from black history. Uh, this was a quote that I was saving for the end, so um, a quote from Booker T. Washington, and it is just three words. Character is power. Repeat that. Character is power. Like I said, it's just three little words, but it speaks volumes because words are just lip service. You show people if you are dependable. You show people if you are trustworthy. You demonstrate if you are responsible. Uh, So be it good or bad, who you are as a person is the power that you and only you possess. So how powerful are you? I'm TJ, and that's my motivational moment. Until next time, be good to others, be good to yourselves, and most of all, y'all be blessed.